up? Casey here coming at you on the podcast, another episode. Listen, today we're going to talk about codependency versus loneliness. I think I posted something about, I don't know. I teach, you know, I teach a lot on just how, why women can't lose weight, like on a holistic core root fucking level. And this is why I'm like working with this too, is because AI, I kind of non-conventional where I don't know. I don't know if it's because I cuss or people just think like, I just tell it like it is no sugarcoating, but not like abusive. Maybe some of my old shit may be abusive, but even still to this day, some of it just be like, you're shaming me. I'm like, if the shoe fits, go clear the shame. Because five people over here said they like, it made so much sense and they got all these positive results. So I don't know, you know, my existence triggers people. I get it. It triggers them into their fucking greatness because I am you. Anything you see in me is also within you. So if you don't like something in me, go look at inside of yourself and be like, Hmm, what is this? And I'm not, what is this going on? Or maybe if, you know, anything I ever say doesn't feel good, then don't listen. I always say this, take what's yours, leave what's not eat the meat, leave the bones. Like you don't have to like me. You don't have to like Steve jobs to buy his phone. You don't have to like me to receive healing from the content. I know that I can tell you uh, a lady that helped me so much. I'll never forget when I found her and it was for coaching, uh, business coaching and money, like money mentality and money and all this stuff. I found her because, you know, I'm like from West Georgia, Atlanta. Like I talk kind of like, I don't even know what the fuck I talk like living here in California for a minute. Everybody's like, where are you from? But so whatever. So I kind of talk like that. And this girl was from country from the country but when she started talking it was like valley girl like are you trying to you know talk like the kardashians and here's what you know it took me a minute like i remember i watched her videos and i couldn't get past like i was judging the fuck out of her i was like is she trying to talk like this why is she trying to is she trying to be like because i remember it triggered me because skip's ex-wife was from cherokee county georgia which is like it's not it's fucking rule and period. I mean, yeah, not, not like where I grew up, like on dirt roads and shit, but it's fucking pretty rural. Okay. Maybe there's some dirt roads in Cherokee County, but I remember her making so much fun of me, telling me how white trashy I was and not denying that shit. I mean, I'm sure I've got some DNA in there. I can get, I can get trashy. You know what I'm saying? I love this shit. Um, like Dolly says, I wanted to look like the tramps, you know? So but I remember her just like always just talking, being like, you're such a redneck. And she would talk like this. And she lived in Dunwoody, which was like Atlanta. And apparently if you lived in like Atlanta and you drove a Lexus, like you were clearly better than most other people, especially those like from your hometown, right? Like you're just not like those girls. So when I saw this other girl who was teaching empowering content, like I can't tell you how much I appreciate this girl. Um, I thank her daily uh, because I love her content. I love her heart and what she shares. But man, I couldn't get past the way she talked in the in the beginning. Same thing with this other girl that's super powerful. I couldn't get past her fucking eyebrows and how she did lives. I'm like, you're fake as fuck. Why are you talking like that? Like, y'all, I'm telling you, I couldn't get past it. What I did, but I did because the content, it was more about the energy of the content. So I, so, and that cha- changed my life. And I get these certain women that they're like, you know, I trigger them or I'll do this, the way I look, the way I talk, the way I, whatever, the way I be, it triggers the fuck out of them. And, you know, there's that. And so when I, the reason I say that going all the way back, a lot of my girls like work with me because they say that it seems like I'm authentic. I tell like it is, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. 
which my whole burnout, the whole reason I was in burnout was because I was trying to be something I was not. But I'll leave you, I'll leave that to you to go find out. And all those stories are told in Amar, my course for feminine rites of passage. It's wound clearing. Holy shit, it is powerful. Disclaimer, only enroll it. It is all on you. Okay, but you do need to go through my team because we vet people for that right now where it's not just an open enrollment. CaseyShip.com forward slash podcast offer to book a call. So I was teaching on and, and I've helped women lose weight, you know, with no cardio. That's like the marketing pitch, which is very true. And we do that. Something that we, we do, we balance hormones naturally help women heal their nervous systems, get them out of fight or flight and stress and all this other stuff that's causing them to be like all over the place. And in that cycle of things not working out, right. We help them to become these confident, powerful manifestation, creative, in love with their body, beloved mother, sister, just killing it, sexy, you know, that vibe. And I was talking about something about codependency because, oh, I know what it was. Uh, because so many women are codependent. They're like, let me ask my husband. I can't make decisions without him. Um, it's always like, let me get my husband on this program too. Or everything's like, well, my day was great, but my husband's like this. Or I have a third child and he's 42. Everything's like, your day is bad if, if your husband's off. Like, it's just very codependent. And I had to fucking sit with a lot of that shit. I mean, I, it was so bad. And then I used to emasculate the fuck out of Skip. Like, I even needed him parts that we're still like looking at. You know, I didn't feel safe with a big, strong man because the way my dad was, because men weren't safe. And so I needed to make sure men were beaten down and I had to nag them all the time to feel safe. It was fucked up, dog. And I teach that in relationship by design. That should be a la carte on caseyship.com. If not, it's in mastermind. I do know that. And it's in bad bitch bundle. So, but in that talking about codependency, she was like, yeah, but when, where do you draw the line? Because yeah, you don't want to need anybody. Like, how do you draw a line with not needing anyone? But we do need people because we don't need to be alone. I said, great question. And, and you're spot on. And, and I don't claim to be like this expert, whatever, whatever. I'm just sharing like my experience and, and my knowing because I'm very connected. I've been doing this type of work for many years and you just can't deny my fucking the results and the shit that comes through. Like you just can't. So I'm going to fully own that shit. So the difference to me and what came to me in deep thought, deep meditation and life experience you know, trials and, and error and all this stuff. Yeah, we're not meant to be alone. And I and I remember doing some kind of deep healing meditative work and something just hit me. It was like, we were never meant to do this alone. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so y'all know, like I did plant medicine in like 2021. Um, I did ayahuasca and that really helped me a lot. It opened me up and showed me how much I was not loving myself, what that looked like and you know, psychedelics. If you haven't watched Fantastic Fun Guy, go watch that. Go watch How to Change Your Mind on Netflix. A really cool one. I'm really hoping that somebody pulls through in the medical community to get this in more people's hands instead of doing like the ketamine treatments and stuff. There's almost nothing better for PTSD and anxiety than some of these psychedelics, all natural. Some of them are mushroom psilocybin. Some of them are like tea, vines, just like herbs, right? Like ashwagandha is an herb, right? When people get so scared about psychedelics, the word, but really, if you look at coffee, it's a psychedelic. It changes the your brain chemistry, right? It's just, we've been fed a bunch of crock of shit. We've been taught that alcohol is okay, but something like a plant medicine, like a mushroom should be looked down on and everybody's tripping balls. Like I can't tell you how ass backwards everything is, but for those that know something like you, you're not part of the sheep matrix. Like you fucking know, you know what I'm saying? You fucking know. But I remember doing some of those journeys, right? You, you go to some of these places, it's very cult-like, very cult-like, very religious. They have made a lot of these things really religious. And 
I remember they were like, you can't talk. You can't do any of this stuff. And I get it. Like Charles Manson legit, like put these people under on some shit and like fucking fuck their brains up and told them to do some stuff. Just like I'm sure the FBI, CIA be doing to some people like, uh, it's you know, whatever. And I get it. Like if you're, somebody's under the medicine, they're highly influenced and it's important that you don't talk and you don't like, I get it. I get that part. However, the thing that I know is when a person's coming out or whatever, and they're getting things or seeing things, or maybe when they're freaking the fuck out in trauma, trauma informed approaches, it's like when they're freaking out, you just hold space, you hold space and you're like, you're not alone. Here's what's going on. Maybe try this on for size. We're here with you. We love you. We got you. And you're going to get through this. Like it's a very community-based people around you. Like you feel supported in, in that energy. It's like prayer. It's like the energy and the power of prayer. Like when one or two or more gather, right? There's, there's massive power in that. So I remember and I've watched these people go through journeys and some of them were gnarly. And I remember one girl, me helping, well, actually two helping them. They were coming out of it. And I remember just saying a few things and like helping them get through it and go back there and like walking them through it, just being there, just being there with them. And those two, uh, one of them especially says, what you helped me with, I can't even tell you how much it helped me because I was stuck. I didn't know they were scared and all this stuff. And uh, what she was able to do by herself and heal herself and show up for herself versus feeling alone like that. And that's where a lot of the trauma comes from is being a child, feeling alone. Whether your parents were depressed, alcoholics, workaholics, um, anxious, maybe they were just tired, whatever, you know, or, or didn't mirror the emotion back that you needed as a child. There's just a lot of stuff that a lot of us didn't get growing up. I'm not saying like we're victims, we need to be like this, but it turns around, you know, you're the adult now, you got to give yourself what you didn't get. But a lot of us don't even know we're running around like that. So it hit me. I was like, we come into this world as infants, depending on everybody. Okay. We were never supposed to be alone. And if you look at like, other things, these babies come in. And if a mom's unable to do this, this one will nurse it. The other mom will nurse it. And the village comes in and helps take care of these babies. Like animals do it too. I've seen cows like herd together when the mom's having the baby. Like we were never supposed to be alone. If you look at COVID, like humans are, we need each other. Like it's, it's proven. It's science, scientific. Yes. We need alone time. Yes. We need all that stuff to reach. Like, yeah. You get what I'm saying. There's a great area there, but we were never meant to do this alone. And for my whole life, I played alone. Um, I grew up in emotional neglect, all this other shit. And I remember, I remember getting praise for being alone. I remember her saying, oh my God, you were the best baby. You just stayed here and played by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, because if I didn't, like, that's how I got praise. Like, you're a good girl. And I just want to stay out of the way. I felt like a burden. I just want to stay out of the way. Like, because I just felt like I was in the fucking way. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of angry adults around me, shit going on. It must be my fault. You know what I'm saying? Because kids are very narcissistic in that way. We think everything's about us. Even if our parents die, it's like, why did they fucking leave us? You know, kids just, they don't know. They're not logical. And then we're very emotional. Um, Even at an early age, you know, young baby girls read the faces. Uh, but like earlier than one years old, we read the faces of our caregivers. And based on how they're feeling, we intuitively pick up. I'm telling y'all, it's a crazy science. I even break it down on my, I got a video called the 13-year-old video. Breaks it down. It's fucking nuts. So. All that showed me that we were never supposed to be alone. Okay, so if that's the case, where's the fine line between codependency and being alone? This is just me. What this client does, what this person says, or this how this person feels shouldn't affect how I feel. And then if you have got a negative attachment style, like an anxious attachment style, insecure attachment style, had I had all those. We really want to be a secure attachment, which is where no matter what happens, and I hear I'll read it to you. 
Like no matter what happens, you know, you're okay. You can console yourself. You can regulate yourself, all that stuff. It's when, the, when you feel comforted by, well, the kid feels comforted by their caregiver. They did an amazing study. If you could watch the videos of kids that has each attachment style, um, I'll post, I'll probably post this in mastermind, but it was just phenomenal. But if you watch it, it, it's just, you know, when the adult knows how to regulate their own emotions, like, oh, wow, I'm anxious. Let me give myself what I need versus, well, I can't, I can't take off or I can't breathe or I can't take a break or I can't work out. There's no time. Like all those things are just from old neglect. Um, but the secure attachment is being comfortable being alone, you know, where I remember when I went on a trip by myself and it just feels so good. But then part of me felt like guilty. Like I needed to be there, take care of stuff and all that. So that was kind of a codependent. And then there's the martyr syndrome where you feel like you need to be needed. If you're not needed, these are where you find moms that have tons of kids, right? Because there's this void in there that child helps them feel so needed because without them, like what is life? There's no, this very little them and they live full of resentment. Um, You could go read about the martyr complex. I have a ton of videos on it, but secure attachment is you easily trust others. With an open heart, you trust your intuition. You're just secure. You're you, nobody's out to get you. You ain't out to get nobody else. You're easy to connect with. That kind of thing, you know. Yeah, easy to connect with. Trusting others, you know how to regulate your emotional system. You easily seek emotional support. You can ask for help. You know, this was really hard for me. Uh, really hard for me to just say I'm fucking struggling my ass off. I need, I don't know if I'm okay. You know, I had no idea that even existed because I got gaslighted. I was like, you're crazy you're okay. Be a big girl. You're not really hurt. You're not, you know, all that shit. So, you know, understanding your attachment style is one thing and learning that we need to just strive towards being a secure adult. A lot of us are walking around. We're really just adult children, but that's why a lot of women, they love that. They like to take care of stuff because they're just playing out these things from what they learned. It's crazy actually. But for me in the codependence is where you struggle making decisions on your own here. I'll give you, I'll give you a list. Um, versus Casey's thing. Codependent symptoms. You have poor boundaries with others. Um, oh my God. And I still, I'm not going to sit here in line and be like, I'm perfect. Um, absolutely not. I'll fuck up more than you know. If you ask my team, I'm, I, I learned such hard lessons this year and fucking A. It's like, and I'm okay with that because I don't want to live a mediocre life, you know, but I've had to learn a lot this year about the boundaries because, you know, anybody that would come in and help me, and this is what one of a uh, friends and great energy workers, Sarah Norwood, if you get a chance to work with her shamanic soul coaching, holy shit. She even pointed this out and she knows, she knows this about me. And it's why I had so many fucked up relationships around women. She was like, you know, the thing with you is you're so giving that the second somebody and, and I, there's parts of me that felt unworthy to receive. So if somebody helps you or just holds space for you, or is just kind to you, you feel like you've got to give them everything, give them, help their business grow, give, 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 like, holy shit, because it was so hard for you just to be like, oh my God, you just like me, you know? And, and that's what she's changed my life because like she said, she goes, I just, Casey, I don't want anything from you. And she said this, the person she knows that helped her change, she goes, I realized that he didn't want anything from me. He didn't need anything from me. He was genuinely there because he liked me. And that's it, you know, just, and, and she said, and I want to just walk by you. Your energy is amazing. And just to be, just to be honored to walk by you in this journey of life. That's, I don't want anything from you. I don't need anything from you because I have everything I need. I am everything I need. So she's secure in that way. So when I get around people that would just give me something, but see, most people have these alternative, they're, they're in their shit, their low key manipulation. Like, 
hey, I'm going to do this, but low key, they better spot me on this or they better come to my shower or they better invite me to their thing or they better pay for this or they better let me know when they get this or they better, they owe me 50% of that. That's not my, you know what I'm saying? So there were parts of me that struggle with these boundaries, like building a team. Holy fuck. Oh my God. And boundaries, like not wanting to disappoint someone. So you really are like, yeah, you can do it. But really you just don't want them to feel angry with you. Like total codependency. Just even in small talk, like if you truly don't want to be talking, but you're talking, that's just codependent because you just don't want them to think negatively of you. Um, You need to control things. You need to make sure everybody's on their shit and control, 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 make sure they do it this way. If they don't do it this way, you need to have the last say control, 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 because if you're in control, then that means you're okay. Right. And a lot of us grew up with fucking, you know, anxious parents and uh, different households or bullied or whatever we fucking went through causes us to be like, okay, that's not safe. But if I can just control the environment, then I know I'm I'm okay. That's very codependent. Difficulty making decisions like, you know, women, oh God, let me get my husband. I just don't know if I can do that. Let me ask it. You know, I had a girl want to sign up to work with me one-on-one and it's expensive, you know? And she's like, and she wants to be this boss bitch, retire her husband and everything. And she had to ask him because it's a lot of money. I get it. But still, I've I've invested a lot of money and I don't ask my husband. I don't run it by him. I do it. And I said, first of all, you need to start with Amar because this shows me where you're at. The fact that you need to still ask him because the woman that's going to take that much action and, and like retire husband and go out there and do that. She doesn't. She does things on her own accord. And that's going to trigger a lot of you right now because y'all still have fucking joint checking accounts and all this shit. Like there's this old way that women are running around hypnotized under a spell that was put on by the patriarchal ways. And the only way they could keep us down was suppression, abuse, you know, all this stuff. And it's not saying like, fuck the men. Absolutely not. We need our men. And I love our men. And matter of fact, women stepping out of this position empowers our men, lets our men know their love for more than just money or, or what they can give us. Right. So when women realize that them stepping up and standing in their own power with money, with their bodies, with how they feel, with making decisions, like that's the power. That's very powerful. And just being a woman, honestly, and understanding women, like we don't want confrontation, like is ballsy and all this shit as I am like, I don't want confrontation. Like I hate it actually. That's why I just, when, when women certain say, they say certain things, I'll just delete and block. I don't even want to go. I don't even want to entertain them. I, it's not even worth, I just, I know where they're at. I'm not trying to save, I'm not, it's not I'm trying to save her today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end of the day, understanding women, we're not like men. Men are here to, they do fight. They, that's what they are fucking for. They, you know, flip this switch, but women aren't like that. We, we know we need community. We know that we need each other, right? Women are actually safer with other safe women facts. And once you realize that and you attract these women who you can share and connect and they're big girls and they take care of their own emotions and they're not out to get you or they're not out to compete with you. And they're just there to walk beside you because they're, they're confident in their own energy and body. And and they like, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Um, Trouble identifying feelings or emotions. You know, I get a lot of women, they bitch at this. I'm like, have you told him, have you cried in front of him? Oh no. I'm like, Oh God. Um, obsessing, obsessing over food, obsessing over anything, right? I was so obsessive, right? We've got clearings for all that. <laughs> Codependency, right? Caretaking, just feel like you got to take care of everybody. God almighty. Like y'all don't understand how codependent I am still, there is still remnants. There's still days where it eats my ass. Okay. Please don't beat yourself up because I am who I am and doing this work and immersing myself. And it's like, some days I don't feel free, you know, and some days I do, and that's okay. 
So I'm just showing you that's a lot of codependency and it keeps us in these boxes. It keeps us chained and feeling indifferent and feeling like we're not truly free. And that's all fucking lies because we are very free. Like we are very free at the end of the day, cancel your plans, right? Take that trip. Don't let your kids hold you back. Don't let your husband, don't let your job. You really are free because at the end of the day, you're the only one that matters. And if you feel like you don't, that's how much work needs to be done to undo the bullshit ways that we think. So that's my two cents on like ver- aloneness versus codependency, because yes, we're not meant to be alone. And if, when it comes to friends for me, this season of my life, like I've never had friends that I just want to go hang out with. And honestly, I don't want friends like that. If I have friends that just want to hang out all the time, that's kind of like high school shit. Ain't nobody got anything going on. You know, if I hang out with a friend, it's we meet up once or whenever because they got a lot of shit going on. I got some shit going on and our connecting is what we, whatever, whatever, or just sending a meme back and forth. Like for me, I tell people it's an energy thing. So I know what feeds me energy. I don't need anybody. That's the thing. Like I don't need a, I don't need a friend to talk the da, 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 to because do I want to just vomit to a friend or do I want to go to professional for talk therapy or a coaching group to see like what's going on and actually like get help. Because sometimes if you just vent to a friend, they're going to some sometimes may not make it better. Right. And sometimes you do just need to vent to them. You just need somebody to just vent, you know, women just need to be like, blah, 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 blah. If y'all ever seen that nail in the head YouTube video, where she's like, I've got a nail on my head and my head hurts. He's like, you got a nail in your head. She's like, no, it's not the nail. Uh, just listen. So, and girls do, you know, our hormones, we need to talk. We need to do the thing. It's probably why I do these podcasts and shit, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know the science behind having friends. I do feel like I have friends for me personally, for me, friends. And if you look at, here's my kids, my kids teach me a lot. My kids consider everybody a friend that when they were little and I didn't correct them because I thought it was so cute. They'd be like, we'd go to the daycare or something, or they'd go to uh, the gym daycare and they'd go, Oh, I want to go see my friends. And I'd say, who? Just my friends. They didn't call it, go see the kids. They considered every little kid, their friend until the kid was a dick to them or if something happened, but my kids see everybody as friends. And I think that's so cute. So, you know, and if you look up a friend, let's see what a friend, what does Google say about a friend? Let's see. A person who one knows and who has a bond with typically exclusive of sexuality or family relations. Okay. So I would say like for me, I've got a couple, but I don't like talk to them. So like, I don't even know what's the fucking thing. Like, do you have to hang out with people? Do you have to hang out with people? Like, what's the science behind friends here? I don't even know. What's the definition of a friend? One attached to another by affection or esteem, acquaintance. Ooh, attached. I don't want no attachments. That's the fucking path to the dark side, bitch. And that's true. You know, detach, detach, but you don't need anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need anybody, but you trust that you have everybody, if that makes sense, because you can just connect with people. And that, to me, in my community, it's a safe community right? Any place you go to that's just a safe place. Like if you're all there for one thing, like you're in a women's retreat or something like you're all there, you can connect probably because you're there for a certain reason. You're being vulnerable. You're here to own your shit. For me, my community, if we're going through some shit, we all kind of go through it with each other and hold space and like you give each other props, right? That feels good to me. Otherwise, yeah, I am uh, at the stage. Let's see, I'm 37, got little small kids, skips my friend, my partner, and I've got, you know, Rachel just came in. I've known her since sixth grade. And then I have acquaintances that I talked to that I went to school with my whole life. But once again, would we have been friends? Because in hindsight, 2020, we played well together, but we had nothing else in common. 
So playing when you were a kid, you just had like interest. So right now it's almost like what are my interests? Um, if you work out at a community or whatever, you go to church. I think those could be your pals because y'all have shared interests and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? So how do we even get here? I don't know, but that's my view on friends. You're not going to catch me talking to people every night because that's energy. Um, if I'm talking to people every night, like I need the energy for myself. You only got so much energy. It's like you only got so much energy per day, you know, and it's going to be spent wisely. So people that know me get that. Like I have solid boundaries when it comes to that. Like I don't just shoot the shit and it we're going to if we're going to shoot the shit, it's going to be like this. We're just going to fully let go and have a good time because it's like therapy, you know, and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to get with your bros. Sometimes you need to get with your fucking hoes. You know what I mean? It'd be like, let's cut it up and let loose. I don't know the science behind that. I don't know. As I'm talking, I'm probably like, I probably need to do that more. <laughs> um, right now, it's fun hanging out with uh, the fam because I don't drink either, you know. And if I talk deeper about shit, I have certain people I like to talk to about about deep shit with. And that would be like, I like my sales team. We get we get in some deep conversations. So really, it's like people on my team because we're around each other mostly. And coworkers, you know, I think coworkers probably can develop some pretty good friendships. Also, kids, parents, like if your kids are in similar sports. I can see where some good friendships would come from that because, you know, your kids are doing the same things. You kind of got similar life going on. Lots in common there. Commonalities. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's my two cents on codependency versus being alone. I don't think we're supposed to be alone. There's so, there's so many good people in this world, you know, traveling all across the states. And we did that just traveling everywhere. Like there's good people, man. That's very heartwarming for me because I used to think that the world was the bad place, but my world was a bad place. So the more I've healed my internal world, I've just been open to more people. I see people and uh, the beauty and just humans and like the human potential and the love and the heart and connecting just to good people, just to good people. So, you know, if you listen to me say any of these things about codependency or something like that. And you're like, Oh fuck, man. Oh, I need to get this shit straight. I encourage you to do that. I can give you a couple of good books uh, for codependency. My favorites, Melody Beattie, the codependent no more. That's a great one. But you know, once again, books help. Uh, but if you want to do deep integration work that encompasses your hormones, your health, your all around life as a whole, um, get a better job, increase your value in the marketplace relationships and the best body of your life. I suggest you get into the mastermind, Hot Moms Mastermind, or grab a course. I actually have, you can buy Hot Moms Mastermind by itself, but it doesn't come with like the, the coaching and stuff. And that's on, I feel like they put it on kcship.com forward slash shop. If you want to book a call with us, kcship.com forward slash book a call, and I'll see you soon.